guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast and another Business English podcast. You know, first and foremost, man, I just want to say I am so grateful for everyone out there as usual. There was a person that said, if you are looking for a high energy podcast, this is the one for you. And I am so grateful. I, lo- I went into look a little bit more into detail, but I had to sign up for the website. But for all of you who are recommending my podcast to others, man, I cannot thank you enough. Kazakhstan, Kuwait, you guys, and my podcast is like in the top 25 now in some countries out here on this side of the planet. So, man, I just got to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. Uh, And with that being said, guys, let's get into this. So new business is our focus today and having that proven track record. See, first and foremost, you have to think about how important do you think listening is in the sales process. Now, again, this is going to be a two-part podcast, obviously, because I'm gonna talk about the clarifying expectations and needs after. But when I actually went into a specific, uh, what is it, an interview, there was a girl who I had worked with for such a long time, she said, Arsenio, Listen, I got this specific bank. I, I would love you. I would love for you to come to the interview with me to, again, ask any questions that they might have. And I said, okay, yeah, absolutely. Because again, if I go there, they're going to look at me as the trainer. They're going to say, okay, yes, I want you as the trainer. Uh, versus like, you know, obviously the company I work for now, they just send a whole bunch of teacher profiles and then I, get, I never get chosen because you know what? I've already mentioned that before. Now, so I went to this interview. Here I am wearing my lucky suit. I went with one of my, uh, you know, my, uh, uh, the, the lady who I've been working aside for such a long time. And then next thing you know, you know, she set everything up and she, you know, it was a little bit cold at the very beginning because when she first had come down to talk to us and brought us up to that little bullpen of a room, <clears throat> excuse me, we ended up going into another room. But I'm over here like, hey, listen, Nuke, make eye contact, talk to her. Don't make it look all structured like you're just going to set up your laptop and pull out the brochures and the pamphlets and start handing them out. So I'm sitting there and I'm just looking at Nuke and I'm like, oh man, this is not a good impression to begin with already. And so the four HR managers walk in and I said hello and stuff like that. And she went immediately into the presentation. Now the presentation, it wasn't good. And the reason why it wasn't good is because it wasn't customizable and we didn't walk in and say, hey, this is who we are very briefly, but what is it that you need? So that's exactly what I ended up doing to begin with. And well, not me, I had to do it at the end and that's gonna be in the second part of the podcast. But during that presentation, I saw the main HR lady getting very fidgety. She was rustling in her chair She was moving side by side. She was looking at her watch. And I was just putting my head down like, man, this shit is doomed. There's no way that we're going to land this. Now, of course, the other three open-minded young individuals, they were still looking on, but they don't give a shit about your lack of a language center who she obviously doesn't work for anymore. They don't care about that. They don't care about when you were established. They care about their employees, So this is why it's very important to be the listener. When you look for new business, when you go in for new business, it's not about you and your track record. 
Your track record will speak for itself. And this is why, again, I have so many beautiful souls contacting me for, and I have quite a few clients, like more than a half dozen, because again, I have a proven track record by doing these podcasts. I have one specific podcast, which is the most popular on Spotify, one, you know, like TOEFL, that has 5,165 plays and it had gone up 165 plays in just a couple of days. And so that's going to hit 10,000 really, really soon. I believe that this is only just the beginning because I am literally taking over the SEO category. So when you listen to my podcast and you're like, oh my God, this helped me a lot, you're going to get in contact with me to get specialized and customizable coaching. You need to learn how to listen. So what I need to do and what I want to do, of course, for those of you who are, uh, who are interested in my business English Patreon badge is when you meet new clients, what are some things, what are some of the best practices to do, right? So what I could give you right now is obviously doing your homework on the client. You got to know exactly what they want. One of the biggest failures that Nike had ever done was when they tried signing Stephen Curry, who is now the greatest shooter in NBA history. They couldn't even spell his name right. They spell S-T-E-V-E-N. His name is S-T-E-P-H-E-N. His father would just had his head down like, this is despicable. This is so Nike. You were trying to sign someone on who you didn't even give a damn with. You couldn't even look up the name Nike. You failed. That is a catastrophic failure. And guess what? Stephen Curry ended up signing a $300 million contract with my beloved Under Armour. Because guess what? They got his name right and they gave a damn about him. See, when you don't give a damn about someone, it's going to show. You got to do your homework. So this is why when people come up to me and they ask me about inquiries, I hurry up and, you know, if I get on a consultation call with them, I say, hey, listen, right off the bat, I see that you got to do this. I see that you've achieved this, but I see somewhere along the way, there are some problems. And they're like, oh my God, he remembers everything. It shows a sense of caring and people love that. So this is why it is absolutely important to do your homework. Now, of course, there are many of bullet points and many of things that you can actually write down and ideas. But another one is, again, going back to the whole nuke situation where we went to the bank just last year, it was uh, listening. You have to be a listener. And obviously clarifying these, which we're going to get into later. But again, limiting the amount of information you give to your clients because they don't care so much about your track record. They already know who you are. They already know they're interested. So you don't have to give a presentation about all the things you do and give, not customizable, right? But give already formulated, oh, we teach this, we do conversation, we do this workshop, we do that workshop. They're not interested in any of that. They need something customizable. You have to clarify the needs. So again, building relationships. Nuke had the opportunity to do that from the base of that elevator as we went up and going into that bullpen. She didn't have to look at it from a very professional standpoint. Me, of course, you know, I'm gonna ask very, you know, things that are relatable. Now, I'm not like that typical, uh, you know, uh, corporate America, oh, you have to be professional in the, the workplace. I'm not that type. Uh-uh. You guys already know. I bring the heat. 
And the way I bring the heat is the way I bring the heat. And if you don't like it, obviously, this is why I have the majority of non-native English speakers listening to my podcast as opposed to native English speakers. You guys get what I'm saying? Because my personality apparently through their eyes is too much. I'm too loud. I'm too charismatic. I'm too personable. You guys get what I'm saying? So I build relationships. And if that's in your culture, whereas, oh, no, we, we're not going to build relationships, then you know what? Okay, well, <laughs> I guess we're just wasting time here. So what we're going to do now is we're going to listen to a conversation, okay? This lady named Katie, she's going to be talking to her or about her company to a new client, Paul. All right? And again, if you want to fill out some of the questionnaires and all that other good stuff, fantastic. But the main question here is, how well do you think Katie introduced her company? And is there anything you would do to change? So with that being said, let me hurry up and screen share because again, we already know that problem. So now that I've hit this little sound and now that the screen is sharing, here we go. So thanks for inviting me, Paul. As I understand it, you're interested in some IT training for your staff. Mm, that's right. Okay. Well, before I begin, as we've never done business before, would you like to ask anything about the company? I kind of know a little bit about you and you come recommended, but it might be good to learn a bit more. Okay. So I'll just tell you a bit more about us. Great. Well, Tech Literate is the leading provider of IT training in Europe, mm. and we can provide training on any aspect of computer usage. Oh, good. We started operating in 1989 and have delivered over 4,000 successful training sessions to mm. date. We've worked with companies in a wide range of industries and can adapt our training to any specific circumstances. All right. I've brought some customer testimonials with me if you'd like to have a look. Uh, no, that's fine. Okay. Well, do you have any other questions? Not really. Okay. Let's look at your specific needs then. So we talked on the phone about... Okay, so... All right. <sighs> was that... Okay, let's break this down. That was a one-minute opening. She gave about five different sentences. We're leading, we can provide, we started operating, we've worked, we can adapt. Okay, that's what he obviously, you know, figures. And then he said, okay. And she said, do you have any more questions? Uh, no, he doesn't. All right, you have to think of the next thought. So me, I would have said, and with that being said, I would go into a couple of things. And then she went straight into the whole needs which was really, really good. Again, very, very professional, not very personable, right? Not as if, okay, this guy is looking at it from the best interest of myself. Me, I think there could have been, there could have been a way that she could have made it a little bit more relatable to him, right? So provider of IT training, okay, no one cares about your 1989 bullshit and your 4,000 successful training sessions. No one cares about that. Uh, again, if it's something that you would like to mention, fantastic. If someone needs to hear that, fantastic. Now, the controversial part of this was the testimonials. Huh. So it's kind of like back in 2010, people always liked references. 
you know people are like okay well you know do you have references and this was like the age 10 years ago now the great part about this is now there's word of mouth right so they'll be like okay i'm gonna take your word for it he is an excellent teacher we'll just go from there so with references or testimonials i mean yeah i could put a lot of those on my website for those of you who have gone onto my website you probably would have already seen that I have one testimonial from Al Heli, who went from a 92 on TOEFL IBT to a 114. And she wrote down a very good paragraph about me. I don't want to bounce too many testimonials. And we don't even know if testimonials are real either, because I would like to contact those people. So if we look at testimonials, uh, you know, people put a lot of different things. There was a girl who I had known before. She said, you know, I appeared on CBS, NBC. I'm like, okay, you appeared on them, but you know, I don't see engagement on any of your stuff. I don't see anything real. I don't see any real interactions. I don't know exactly what you do. Again, her name was Sohair, you know, loved her to death when I had spoken to her about a couple of years ago, uh, up to, yeah, about two years ago. But there was no proven track record, right? So that kind of raises a hair. And the reason why I mentioned that is because, you know, people like her, she would put different statements saying, oh, appeared on NBC, appeared on here, appeared on here. And people would use that self-proclaimed, uh, you know, that self-proclaimed, oh, I'm the queen of this. I'm the queen of that. And we don't know exactly if that's true because I don't see it from what you're doing, right? There's no proven track record. So again, if you go to other websites, there was a, a copycat. And this guy basically made a website, okay, talking bad about Tony Robbins. Now, anyone could do that, right? But again, it had so much engagement with other people posting comments. And then I'm like, okay, wait. So you created this website to talk about your experience for whatever reason it was, okay? Now, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, it's entirely up to you. But with this amount of engagement, you then said, oh yeah, you can actually get on a call with me and I could get you started, da, 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 da. So then you had a whole bunch of testimonials on this page of people, which again, these look like very, very professional testimonials, which I never trust. Um, and it looks like they could have been copy and pasted. Like, oh my God, he gets straight to the point and this and this. He helped me so much. And just 40, and like you have to pay, I think it was something ridiculous, like $3 a minute. So that's $30 in like 10 minutes, right? And I'm like, huh? So wait, you dedicated your website and your image to trying to belittle and demean someone who's like very high up in the personal development realm only to try to, hook those people who read that blog to buy from you and get on a telephone call for, with you. This is why testimonials can be a little bit scary. This is why references are garbage. And this is why I love podcasts. Because guess what? If out here in Thailand, I'll give you another, another example of new business. You know, when I tried going into other language centers, there was one called English Parks, right? A guy had worked there before, but again, looking at their students and looking at who they have there, I'm like, oh boy, they have nothing but Caucasian teachers. And people are like, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, it's Thailand. And I believe it's going to be that type of, you know, that type of language center, because this is how the older mindsets, they operate in scarcity. They have a scarcity mindset. 
So of course she ended up calling me. She's like, oh, you work here? Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm not exactly sure because you know, you work in the same building where we are and stuff like that. I don't know if there's going to be a problem. I'm like, dude, there's going to be no problem. And because again, I would be working at your location on the other side of town, which is accessible by BTA, you know, one of the trains. And she's like, okay, uh, okay, I'm going to let you know. And if you could, uh, she was talking about a demo. And a demo is when a teacher should go in and give a lesson. And that's when I said, um, no, absolutely not. This is not 2015. This is not 2016. I didn't tell her on phone, but I said, listen, I asked myself, I said, she's kind of stomping on your integrity, but again, don't look at it as an offense. Look at it as a way that this is their, their credibility that they need. Like creating a lesson to teach older women who already speak English, that's exactly what's going to get me this job. Although again, having someone else's word who has been working at that specific place for so long, that's not good enough. Guys, I've graduated from giving demos. There was another Filipino who had contacted me about a year or two years ago. She's like, hey, can you be an MC? I'm like, yes. Oh, have you done this before? Or have you ever done English camps? I'm like, you clearly don't know who I am. She asked me for my resume and I'm like, you still ask for resumes? I sent it, she didn't get back to me by that evening. I'm like, you know what, goodbye. Yeah, I'm gonna cut this off because again, if you don't know who I am, I have no reason to like show you who I am. I don't live in that scarcity mindset anymore. So again, when I look for new business or when people come to me for business and I'm like, hey, my name's Arsenio. I don't know if you see me on YouTube. I don't know if you know that I have the number one ESL podcast in the world, all thanks to the, mil the uh, tens of thousands who listen to me around the world. But yeah, uh, if that's not good enough, here's a video of me at this company, this company, this company, this company, and then goodbye. I'm no longer going to allow myself to have services or you know have some form of collaboration with you because you don't trust me. And if you cannot extend trust to me from the very beginning and you want me to give a resume as if that's going to answer all your questions, you're gonna, you're, no, absolutely not. That's not how it works. So in saying that people, introducing yourself the company and you know he knows a little bit she he asked oh i know a little bit about you but i would like to know more she gave a couple of other bland details no one really cares about a couple of those things but again she then went on to say do you have any more questions and i'm like oh no the testimonial no you don't really know it because it was word of mouth you probably don't need testimonials just get into the business just get into and you know within 10 minutes a lot of people will say, oh, within 10 seconds, you have them or you don't have them. I don't believe in any of that because what I'm going to talk about in the next podcast is how I was able to turn a disastrous presentation at a bank into what is now a three-time workshop and me being the highly sought-after trainer because I had proven my four cores of credibility. So... With that being said, people, what you can take away from this is, I'm not, I know, I know, I know. Your country, you need resumes, okay? You might have to do teaching demos or a demo or presentation. A presentation is perfectly fine. I love to say, hey, can I meet you? Can I meet you? And I think one of the greatest forms of new business was three years ago when I first, finally had moved here to Bangkok. 
I immediately got onto my Wi-Fi, uh, my, what is it, my hotspot, when I moved into my condo, and I quickly looked for a laundromat, a laundromat where I can, you know, take my clothes to wash. And so I ended up seeing the laundromat, and I'm like, okay, uh, well, I found this place, and I clicked on the website, and I got a message. He said, hello, how are you? How can I help you? I said, yeah, actually, I just moved here to Bangkok. I'm looking to get my laundry done and get, looking to get my laundry ironed and stuff like that. He was like, can I call you? And I was like, okay, well, that's a little bit weird, but that's out of my comfortable zone. Okay, you know what? I like it. I love the service you're giving. You want to talk to me. I love this. Guess what? That won him a year's worth of service from 2017 to 2018. Why? Because it was that simple thing. He saw a new business opportunity. He then said, uh, can I call you? And I said, okay. He said, oh, you live there? Hey, you know what? Can you meet me at, do you have clothes right now? Okay, meet me at this SkyTrain station. We'll go from there. Once I met him, he's like, oh, you're a teacher? Can you teach my son? Not only did he end up, it, that was some of the best smelling clothes in the world. They were phenomenal. The best bed sheet and the best in-house maid. Oh, well, I did, not a really in-house maid, but when I needed my room clean, oh my God. I've never had my, man, the best cleaning in the world. And not only that, but I got work for a year too. So guys, putting it in retrospect, there are different ways that you can approach it, right? But sometimes out here in Thailand, you need to quickly get in front of their face. Sometimes when you're looking for new business, it could be word of mouth. And this is what I'm so grateful for. Big shout out to all the Filipinos on this side of the Eastern Hemisphere. Because every time I get an ad on Facebook, hey, yeah, my friend referred me to you. Hey, yeah, my friend referred me to you. Shout out to all of you wonderful individuals. Because again, because of word of mouth and because I had showed my capabilities by helping them achieve their IELTS results, boom, just like that, I got new inquiries. Now, none of those actually turned into money-making things, which we're going to be discussing, you know, coming up soon. But um it's all about breaking it down. Again, when you go into new business, what you need to understand is, and quickly understand is that it's not about you, it's about them. We'll talk about clarifying expectations in the next podcast. Number two, if me, I don't have to prove anything to anyone anymore. This is why I started my podcast. Because I'm not some random guy on Facebook that doesn't have an Instagram and a podcast saying, hey, I can help you with your podcast, uh, help you with your TOEFL. No, I have one of the best podcasts in the world. And so I have the proven track record. I have my four cores of credibility. I put a little testimonial up on there, which is fantastic. And guess what? I actually post a couple of things on my Facebook wall in different photos saying, Hey, look at this score, look at this score, look at this score, look at this score. But in that demographic, I don't get much business out of there. It's not new business, it's more like time wasting. But in a demographic that I don't post so much online and people who get in touch with me through Spotify, following me on Instagram, that's new business. And how do I do that? They say, hey, you know what? I need help. Do you have an emergency course? I said, oh my God, thank you so much for supporting my podcast first off. 
Second, man, I am so grateful. I would be more than happy to, uh, you know, reach out to you and uh, let's get on a one hour free consultation. This is who, what I offer to all my students who reach out to me through from Spotify to Instagram. I'll be more than happy to help you. So instead of just trying to sell her an emergency course, what was ultimately going to be new business no matter what, I gave her something for free. And then after that, she went on to, of course, to purchase additional hours. That was new business. And that came with me not trying to be a snake oil salesman, taking a step back and saying, you know what? Hey, I'm so glad you support my podcast. And because of that, if you following my podcast on Spotify and refollowing me on Instagram, you get yourself a free hour. Let's get on a call. Here's my calendar. Looking forward to it. So excited. Boom. That's how you do it. So again, those are all my pointers. Stay tuned for the Clarifying Your Needs podcast that's going to be following. Well, not this specific one, but again, if it follows the next day, you're, you're going to hear it, but it's going to be about clarification of needs. So thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL or Business English podcast. You better stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.